Hello, and welcome back to the show, all my fellow fans of horror. And, congratulations to us, we are now caught up with the episodes. Uh, if you haven't been keeping up, we have fallen a little bit behind, which is why the previous episode was released on Monday, to make up for an episode that I didn't release two weeks ago, and this episode is to make up for the episode that I didn't release on Friday. But don't worry, there will be an episode released tomorrow, meaning we will now be officially caught back up. Thank goodness. As I said before, it is because of school and such. Also, the thing with this episode, if you missed last episode, uh, I'm doing something a little bit more different with these episodes, and I think that's kind of going to be the theme of Season 2. Um, and maybe I'll just kind of mix it up, or maybe I'll do both sometimes, who knows. I just kind of like to go freeform with this, I feel like it's more entertaining and just easier to do. But yeah, today we're just going to be sitting back and relaxing, and I'm going to be talking about another horrifying creature that is depicted in a lot of different horror media, similar to last episode where I talked about werewolves. Today I will be talking about their somewhat counterpart, vampires. Now, with that whole introduction out of the way, if you don't know how these types of episodes work, first off, I have this introduction segment where I say hello, give up some updates, and just say, you know, hello. <laughs> then we take a small break, which allows me to thank sponsors and allows you to get situated. And then we move into the segment where we all just kind of relax and I talk about some horror creatures. <laughs> but with all that out of the way, I want you all to just sit back and relax. Let's in the beautiful moonlight and forget all the stresses of today's world as I prepare to inform and entertain you. So, vampires, vampires. Well, they've gone through a wide variety of changes, especially in the past couple of centuries. There's no, like, one big cultural origin for them, which, like, really shows if you really look at it. Heck, the, the Mayans, I think it was, even had a god who was basically a vampire. I can't remember his name at the moment, but... Yeah, look it up. <laughs> it's a thing. Uh, I'll mention it if I can remember it here. But yeah, a lot of modern interpretations will try to introduce like vampire clans or like vampire like subspecies to try to like um like tie together all the differences that you can get in different cultures because in different cultures vampires are different things sometimes you know they're like phase or demonic spirits and stuff like that sometimes they're even just like kind of ghosts that just drink your blood sometimes they're even just like a garden variety reanimated corpse uh and a lot of modern interpretations they're essentially human but with like a big thirst for blood um and such like that and i Again, like, you know, it's like, just like it was with the werewolf. It's up to the artist portraying them. And that's what I really like, because then 
you know, you can never really get bored because with different vampire stories, you'll odds are you're probably going to run into something different. You're never probably going to get the same garden variety vampire story every single time. Now, just because a vampire story is different and unique does not always mean it's good. But, you know, at least it's not just the same thing being rehashed over and over and over again. You know, with uh, one vampire story, you can get you can get like, uh, you know, their spirits. But then in another one, you know, they're like humans who are bitten by a vampire, you know, the more modern version you know and so on and so forth and you know again i really really like that <clears throat> i also uh like the uh the concept of how more modern day vampires are in certain ways i don't like everything about them but uh in a way they can it can make them more like relatable and like more like better defining characters and the thing that actually started this whole thing off, uh, funny enough, is actually the book uh, Dracula by Bram Stoker. Um, he's kind of the one that started that whole thing off portraying uh, vampires as more human and, you know, more, I guess, like elegant in a way, because Dracula in that book is like he's more he's more elegant and stuff like that and you know he's kind of meant to be like you know handsome except for in the beginning when he's like old and decrepit <laughs> um but yeah because before bram stoker's dracula vampires are basically seen as like nothing short of just pure monsters and a lot of them didn't like even portray them as being like you know capable monsters or like you know monsters that think you know like they're just mindless monsters that drink blood that's how they were like always most of the time anyway depicted um, you know, until Bram Stoker's Dracula came along and then, you know, you got people aspiring to date one because, oh, they're so elegant and tragic and all that jazz. Basically, we wouldn't have Twilight if it wasn't for Bram Stoker's Dracula. So we can thank one great vampire novel for spawning some not so good vampire novels. But yeah, and again, I like that, like, you know, it it was an artist's own interpretation and you know instead of making them just like some garden variety spook show he made it into something more and he made like you know a big long narrative about a creature who was not only dangerous but smart and it took like the combined forces of several people to take him down even like an expert on the subject who was dr van helsing even had trouble and needed the help of other people in the book to help take dracula down and I really like that, you know, um, it takes, sorry, I lost my train of thought. Uh, you know, it's an artist's interpretation. I really, really like that. <clears throat> and, uh, back to kind of what I was saying in the, um, werewolf episode, how, uh, different artists will also depict them as having like different powers and such. And again, this kind of goes back to Bram Stoker's Dracula because a lot of what uh, a lot of the powers that we see vampires having nowadays, they didn't have before Bram Stoker wrote his book. Again, a lot of the times vampires didn't really have much in the way of powers. They just kind of, you know, suck people's blood and uh, stuff like that. Now, I can't remember every single thing that Bram Stoker introduced and everything that he used from already existing media. But a lot of the things such as uh, turning into mist or turning into a bat or a wolf, um, 
stuff like that. That was all Bram Stoker. Like, he didn't take that from anything else. That was, like, his invention, basically. And and that's another thing, you know. It's It comes to the artist's interpretations. And also, like, these new powers, like, uh, they made vampires, like, cooler, in my opinion. And they made them much more of a threat. Because if you just got some, like, garden variety mindless monster running around you know all in all that's probably not going to be too hard to handle but you know if you got a, a one who is smart and can actually think and strategize and he can turn into a mist or a bat or a wolf or something like that then you don't know if it's really him or not and you know just all that kind of stuff it makes it more compelling it makes the sense of danger larger it makes it grander it makes it feel like you know oh you know our heroes might not win it makes it more difficult it adds more struggles i like that i like that a lot because you know if they if bram stoker's dracula was just about some garden variety monster and it was as big as it was in you know today's world you know you would start to wonder you know how are these people one who's even claiming to be like an expert how are these people having so much trouble dealing with like you know this mindless beast who simply drinks people's blood you know they would probably be able to handle it a lot quicker but since they use someone who's smart and who has a lot of different powers and such that you know it's it's troubling it adds more conflict another power that vampires typically have um is uh you know super strength and speed and back to what i was saying in the werewolf episode uh sometimes they're depicted as being physically weaker than werewolves but they're faster and then you know sometimes it's the other way around i also find that interesting again it depends on who's writing it um most of the time their weakness is sunlight because it uh <laughs> sorry i lost my train of thought again because since vampires oh i remember like they ex- explained it in something why that is i think it's because they have like crap now i can't remember it <laughs> i was gonna sound all cool with a big philosophical thing but dang now i can't remember it crap well there's that out of the window <laughs> Uh, but anyway, yeah, weakness to sunlight, unless it's twilight, then they sparkle in the sun for some reason. (laughs) Like, like again, you know, like everyone is entitled to like, you know, make it their own. I'm just wondering why they sparkled out of all things. (laughs) But yeah, and then you'll also get, um, different stories with how vampires operate. You know, sometimes they'll, like, completely embrace it and, you know, they'll go on, like, killing sprees and, you know, just murder people to drink their blood. But then, like, other vampires in different stories or even, like, separate, like, clans or groups of vampires will try to keep some semblance of their humanity and, like, only feed on, like, animals and such like that. Uh, or... Or they'll, like, try to find, like, some sort of blood substitute. Or, you know, they'll steal blood from, like, hospitals and all that type of things. And that's, like, another compelling thing, in my opinion, is that, you know, not all of them are depicted as being just straight-up monsters. And some are just trying to uh, keep semblances of their humanity and such. Uh, I have seen in some media where vampires are always in control of themselves until they drink human blood and then they become like evil because you know it's like an unspeakable act and stuff so you know 
once they do that, they're just gone. And I also kind of like that, but like in some ways I also don't because, you know, why would this pure good person like immediately just turn evil after doing that, you know? Kind of just seems like a cop-out sometimes, but if it's executed right, then, you know, it can be good. Uh, and also, sometimes, like, uh, I've noticed, like, in Queen of the Damned, I think it is, uh, certain vampires don't have a weakness to sunlight. Sometimes it's because they're powerful enough to not be affected by it, or just because, you know, that's just not how it works in that universe. Uh, also the, um, the whole holy symbols don't always work and more like old and Gothic traditional media. Like, you know, usually if you flash a crucifix in front of a vampire, then, you know, they just kind of crumble to dust, but in more modern interpretations, uh, that doesn't always work. And sometimes it does work if they're like a lower class vampire, but then if they're, if they're an upper class vampire, then, uh, then it just like won't work or maybe it'll just burn them slightly but not end up killing them or maybe it'll just weaken them and then sometimes it just won't even do anything at all um but yeah again i I like that i like the whole variety that both werewolves and vampires can have in their stories i love the variety um sorry i keep losing my train of thought here but yeah, I don't really have as much to talk about with vampires with werewolf as I did with werewolves, or I guess I do. It's just that it would be a lot of rehashing because they're often paired together as like rivals and such. And I think that goes all the way back to maybe the Universal films. If there's media that depicts them going against each other before that, be sure to let me know and correct me. But I think that's kind of where it started. And the less said about that awful old Dracula versus Frankenstein movie, the better. <laughs> uh, also, fun fact, uh, I got the name Children of the Night. I got that from Bram Stoker's Dracula when the wolves are hollowing, hol- bleh, when the wolves are howling in the distance and Dracula goes, ah, the children of the night, such sweet music they make. And when he says that, uh, that influenced me to name this podcast and my YouTube channel, uh, Children of the Night. So I can thank Bram Stoker's Dracula for that. <laughs> we can, uh, thank Bram Stoker for making the, um, name of this podcast and my YouTube channel. But yeah, vampires, <laughs> sometimes they're executed really well and can make, uh, some good media, sometimes it's bad. <laughs> uh, some good vampire uh, media that I highly recommend is, of course, Bram Stoker's Dracula. Great, great book. It's an amazing book. Highly recommend reading it. There's also audiobook versions if you prefer to listen to it. There's a couple movie versions that I personally really like as well. Um, let's see here. There's an anime that I kind of like called Vampire Night. Uh it's it kind of has some romantic elements in it but don't worry it's nothing like twilight it's still there's still like violence and action and stuff and the main a lot of the stuff that the characters do is really compelling and i just kind of like the premise of it uh Stakeland one and two those are good movies in my opinion 
Uh, there's like shows on Netflix called V Wars and stuff like that. I haven't checked those out though. So if you like them, be sure to let me know. Maybe I'll watch them. Uh, let's see. Is there any other ones? <laughs> uh, one that's kind of a guilty pleasure of mine is Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. Uh, there's both a book and a movie. Uh, I've seen the movie. Uh, I like it. It's like I said, it's a guilty pleasure of mine. I have not read the book though. I don't know if the book or movie is better. Uh, again, be sure to let me know if you've seen both of them. Uh, let's see. Is there anything else? There is a Dracula TV show as well on Netflix. Um, I haven't finished it. Uh, it's the beginning it especially is good, but then it just kind of seems like to, it just didn't really keep my interest as it went on. Maybe I'll give it another chance. Oh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. There's also like, um, a lot of like, just like vampires and like other media that's not like, you know, exclusively focused on vampires, but they're just in it. Uh, the Vampire Chronicles is a great book series. There's also two movies based on two of the books in it. Uh, Queen of the Damned and Interview with a Vampire. I think both of those movies are really good. I like them both. <laughs> I have not read the entire... I have not read the books, though. I have not read the books. I really, really want to, though. There's so many, and they're so long, but I will get around to them eventually, and when I finish it, I'll be sure to let you guys all know what I think about it. Maybe I'll put it in a recommendation segment one day. <laughs> but, yeah, I think that's all I got on vampires right now. Um, if I ever think of more, and if I ever like find out more and research more, I'll be sure to make a part two to this. So we can discuss it more because I really like these new episodes of the pod, these types of episodes of the podcast. Uh, it's just, you know, more laid back, more free form, more unscripted. You guys kind of get to see me more. You know, I'm not using my radio show talk voice. <laughs> uh, some people are probably wondering where that voice went. Uh, it's really hard to keep that voice up for like 30 to like 20 to 40 minutes um but yeah also i just kind of like uh talking in my normal voice you guys kind of get uh more i feel like it just kind of forms a more like personal thing you know what i mean also uh sorry i'm going off on a side note here that's completely unrelated but i hope you guys like the new channel art for this it was made by a really amazing uh, artist. I made a post about it on my Instagram page and I have her page linked there. So be sure to go check her out. But yeah, that's been my Ted talk on vampires. <laughs> Well, it is that sad time again where we must part ways for now. I hope you enjoyed today's episode, and I hope it both entertained and informed you. Be sure to tune in tomorrow, because I will be uploading another episode, you know, to get back on track with our usually scheduled programming. <laughs> Uh, if you enjoy these podcast episodes and are willing to see more, be sure to, to check out my YouTube channel, which is also called Children of the Night. It's at youtube.com slash children of the night, 
or you can just use the link in the description. I upload the podcast episodes there as well, as well as the narrations and maybe some other stuff in the future. Be sure to check that out. It uh, really helps support me and everything I do here. You know, like, share, subscribe, all that stuff that other YouTubers tell you to do. Also, if you are interested in supporting me more than you already are by watching these podcasts and the YouTube channel, I am on Patreon at patreon.com slash children of the night. Or again, you can just use the link in the description. Uh, it really helps keep the lights on and it'll help make these things better. Uh, if you choose to support me in that way, you will get access to voting rights on what horror narration I'll narrate next. You can get early access to the narrations for just a dollar, and there's so much more on there, so be sure to check that out. Also, if you are more interested in being more involved in the community, or if you just want to see me post updates and some funny horror-related memes sometimes, be sure to check out my Instagram at childrenofthenight1. And be sure to tune in every single Friday for brand new episodes of the podcast. You guys are all amazing, and I love you all. And until we meet again, I want to say goodnight and sweet dreams to all my fellow children of the night.